Welcome, guys, to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And today I want to start off by touching on a topic. I was just recording a video on this for YouTube, so you'll... I don't know which one you'll see first, but this was essentially about the concept of momentum as far as it relates to focusing better. Because I've been thinking more and more about this, and it's becoming more apparent that one of the key factors to to best be able to work focused and really access that, you know, quote-unquote deep focus state is really about how well you make that transition from, you know, not being at work and then being at work. Because often what we tend to do, it's like, oh, okay, I'm watching YouTube, I'm on my phone, da-da-da, and then it's like, okay, now I'm going to work. But if you look at that, all that you've been doing up until that point up until you worked, was building the opposite momentum that you wanted. You're building the momentum to be, you know, in high-paced distractions, quick dopamine hits, and not really to just be on one thing, one single task for a long time. But if you do the opposite, let's say specifically in the morning, if instead of just being on social media, you know, you wake up, you take a cold shower, you you meditate, you journal about what you're going to do for the day, and then you start working, it is much easier because you've been up until that moment building that momentum to actually be focused, that momentum to actually do the work you want to do. And so what that makes is really that transition from not being at work to being at work much, much easier and actually much more doable because, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this listener that, you know, you were on YouTube, social media, and then you try to go and work and your brain is still thinking about the distractions. And then likely five minutes max later, you go and you are on YouTube again or on Instagram. And so a, re- a thing that's really helpful is thinking about how can I ease my way into the work and, you know, into this momentum as opposed to just be very like, okay, stop, go, because often that will just lead to you going back to the previous thing. Yeah. It's very relevant because I think that's a, a tricky situation to find yourself into. You know, you, you're trying to do get things done, but you're already stuck on the the loop of like YouTube and like I'm saying social media and maybe gaming, something like that, which is very like high stimuli uh, being thrown at you, and you need to do something that's obviously less. Uh, it just it's just more hard to focus on because it's not just as stimulating, and so it's like. It's a very weird predicament because once you start, you're still very unfocused and very all over the place, like you're saying, because of how just how social media and, and stuff like that works. And so I, I always, I even like regularly, I find myself regularly in that situation of like being, ah, oh, fuck, I want to get things done, but I'm so scattered. And I, I really find that what helps me into easing into that. And it's like the only thing that actually works for me is just I got to move in some sort of way, you know, either go for a walk like do some push-ups totally something like that to get me back into like i think focus back into my body back into my brain being kind of aligned i just need to move and do something because if not i'll, I'll just be like it, it's just i'll just take like 30 minutes maybe staring at my blank screen until i actually can do something so i think it's a very awful thing you know just go for a walk it's, it's like a very short walk a five ten minute walk and for me that's enough to, to then get back to the desk or whatever and and start working totally and i feel like it's something as well that you know when you're you know when you're trying to stop these things and i think going for a walk is great it's like a because you know i feel like a, a big problem is that we're so like just in our heads you're just sitting at the desk or just sitting and just thinking that often yeah the best is just going outside 
And also a major thing is that to realize that the best moment to stop distractions is now. Because the longer it goes, the harder it gets. But we always think, as you know, our minds give us these excuses, which is, oh, just five more minutes. Just, I'm going to scroll like five more posts. But the more you, you do that, the more you're building momentum to keep doing that. And I think that's something you can apply to everything in life. You know, when you do something, recognize that that's building momentum for you to keep doing similar things to that. You know, obviously not saying that you can't have a, 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 sheet, a cheat meal every once in a while, that you can't, you know, go party, all that. But recognize that when you do those things, they are making it easier for you to keep doing them. Obviously, you, if the next day you control yourself and you go back to your normal scheduled, you know, meal plan, fantastic. But, uh, you know, the, likely what will happen, at least this happens to me, is that the next day I'm, I'm craving more that type of shitty food. I'm like, because I had it and I'm like, ooh, that tastes really good. But if you never have it, then you never crave it because you kind of start, you, you kind of forget how it even feels. And I'm, I want to touch on here a, a thing as well that helps with being more focused, which is just how we live life. You know, if you live a life that's more away from screens, that's more, you know, mindful, where you read more, where you meditate more, where you're, you know, not just indulging in mindless entertainment for long hours every day, the easier it's going to be to be focused because you are just a more focused person by default. Then if you are that, and then you, you know, you transition to your work, then it just gets better and better and better. And so also I think it's kind of a, a tough pill, a pill to swallow, which is there's no magic trick that I can give you if you play 18 hours of video games per day that is gonna make you tomorrow be able to focus on writing for two hours. It, you're just not, it's impossible. You know, it's, you're just gonna have to build your way into it and often that will take, not often, always, will take a lot of discomfort because, you know, comfortable things, the ones that spike our dopamine very quickly, are comfortable and when you step away from that and you realize that you know now let's say you're writing and you have to deal with writer's block and you have to come up with ideas and you're uncomfortable you don't know what are people going to think about this often that will lead to you stopping and so it's really about you know building that you know it's kind of like the advice everyone knows but it's hard to follow which is start small build the consistency first and then start increasing the the intensity you combine that with transitioning properly into work and really, I think it becomes a matter of time until until you're putting the full actions to get your goals and then give it more time and you get to your goals very broadly, obviously. Yeah. Um, now, I think the major problem with that is just keeping ourselves in check because it's, it's kind of easy to start that when you feel like it, but when you don't feel like it, it's, it's more important to have the kind of systems in place to hold you accountable. Yeah, and it's also a very, I think an encouraging thing for people listening to this is that momentum like works in, in these things so once you start your process of like trying to change an habit or trying to include something positive in your life it will be obviously difficult at first but the more you do it the easier it becomes and that's something that happens with i'd say almost everything you know momentum exists and it helps you go in the right direction and and like you were saying it also can have the opposite effect you know if your momentum is towards uh, just like just saying, like playing video games eight hours a day, just permanently on social media, completely distracted every single day. That's your momentum, you know, and that's a tough one to break. But if you're gonna try and break it, do it in a in a manner that's sustainable, you know. Like start off small and then increase these things, and, and don't don't try to make it something like I think is very 
um, relatable to us, which is like, okay, I'll snap my fingers tomorrow. I'll start doing everything as I'm, I should be doing. I'll stop completely cold Turkey, like social media and like, you know, that's, I, I, I can sympathize with that mentality because I had it, um, growing up. Uh, but you know, it's just not going to work. You know, you just, you, you have the mentality, then you do it for a day or two, you fall back and then you forget about it like for two weeks and then you come back and it's like always this inconsistent cycle of, of things. And you know, the real secret, which no one wants to tell you is this, you know, it, it's take, it takes time. It takes consistency. It takes you recognizing and being humble and say, okay, I got myself into this situation and now I'm going to get myself out of it. But if it took like four years for me to get here, it will take at least like some months for me to get out of it. You know, and that's, there's nothing wrong with it. in the long, in the great span of things, like one or two months, isn't that much, but it could be if you actually use them well, you know, imagine if for a, a, two months, you dedicate like 30 minutes to whatever you want to dedicate. Like if you do it consistently every single day, like that's a lot of hours into improving yourself. Like, so think it about, also think about, think about it as an investment on yourself as, as something that's building you up, maybe financially, maybe just like emotionally or like quality of life things. But think about it. I think as an investment it also helped me. Totally. And, and I think that a situation is because often, so let's say if someone is in a, a, a good spot, there's that quote, which is like the, the good is the enemy of the great, which is it's easy for you to get comfortable. It's easy for you to, you know, just stop striving in that good. Now, I think it's also, we can also say that, the great is also the enemy of just the average. And what I mean by that is, if you're in a horrible situation, if you're in a one out of 10 of whatever you wanna improve, it would be much better if you were at a three out of 10. And if you put small actions to get you to three out of 10, because then you're there and it's easier to get to five and then seven and then from there. But often, if you're at one, you wanna go for 10 right away. And so you start, like you were saying, trying to put those full actions or quit cold turkey or do these things, because you wanna go for the great right away. But often in doing that, you will not even go to from one to three. You'll just stay in one and stay mediocre because you couldn't keep up that pace. And so, you know, obviously there's a lot of these concepts that in a way a bit contradict a bit each other if you just take them at face value. But that's why I think it's so important to have, you know, some critical thinking and to be able to discern one thing from the other. And to recognize, I would say, in the beginning, until you're at an average point, just take it slow. When you get to an average point, then yeah, then you can push yourself better, then you, you know, kick yourself in the butt if you're missing things. But until then, realize that it is better to be average than to be mediocre. And then when you're at average, it is better to be good than to be average. But then when you get there, then you, you'll take that leap. But until then, you just gotta kinda, you know, suck it up and do the right things, even if you're not gonna see any results for them. Um, now, often I think that will take a long time to come to terms with that and to really be like, to accept that like, okay, I'll just have to do it and then the results will come in the future. Because I, f I feel like this thing, especially when starting out and starting out or just deeply wanting something because we're in pain or in a bad state of feeling, it will inevitably lead to wanting to get rid of this feeling. And that will lead to very rushed actions and then that will lead to no, you know, lack of consistency because it's too much. And so to a certain extent, I also do recognize that we all have to go through that to recognize that the quick and fast approach does not work. Um, and yeah, that's often what will lead to the other one. But the other one will inevitably beat 
always, you know, yeah. long and consistent will always beat short and fast, always. Yeah. Yeah, as cliche as it may sound, it really is true, you know. And having gone through it and having experienced it, I feel like if there was the one secret I was searching for at, at 16 in my life, for like, like the secret that's going to send you my life, it, it, it would have been this, you know. It would have been patience and consistency. And that's no secret, you know. That's a very well-known yeah. thing, I think. But we all just kind of want to skip over it. In every area, like, you know, fitness, I just want to take my pill. I just want to find the magic workout that will make me lose 50 pounds in yeah. three months. Some bullshit like that, you know. And, and you know, that's just... It, it's not that awesome, you know. Even if there was this pill or this magic workout program that would allow you to build, like, 10 pounds of muscle in one week, like, even if that existed, you know, you can still get the same results in, like six months you know and i get that one week to six months yeah. seems uh, like a, a lot uh, very different but it's really not you know because let's say you, you do that with that week and you do it okay you have 10 extra pounds first of all they don't mean as much as if it were six months because you just get them yeah absolutely and most of these things i'm just talking like from a physical standpoint it isn't the body itself that you want it, it, it's in part but it's like the journey and, and what it represents. You know, it represents that you have discipline, that you have commitment, that you have you got you are, you are able to to do hard work. And you know, if you do it in one week, I mean, is it really that impressive? Is it more impressive than you did it for six months? I don't think so. You know, I really don't think so. If someone tells me yeah. I got this in one week, and another person tells me I got this in six months, I think I I'm inclined to respect the person in six months because you know she was consistent. She was there. She showed up every single day or, or most days and got it done. And I think that's something very important to think about, especially in the social media world where everyone is saying like, oh, check my body transformation. I went from this to this <laughs> three months. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, congratulations, you know. But if you're, if you're looking at that body transformation, most likely it went viral. And if it went viral, that person probably like has genetics out of this world, you know, nowhere near you. Like, and that doesn't make, and I'm not saying that bait on that person, but just to you, from you to remind yourself that I'm most likely not going to be like that person. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? There's something that you will learn that that person hasn't learned because of the advantages she has. And, you know, there's a yeah, lot of value in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think at the bottom line is also recognizing that as human beings, we will get used to anything. You know, if you right now listening think that, you know, if you had... Uh, a 10 out of 10 body, whatever that means to you, and you were absolutely rich, you didn't have to work ever again, you likely think, oh, then my life is done. Then then life is good. But you get there, you live a week like that, or however long it takes you to get used to that, and then you're just you again. And then you're like, wow, I'm just me. I still get bored. I still Now I don't have any meaning. Um, my experience of life is still kind of a 7 out of 10 most days. For most people, as if you're average right now, it's like we will get used to anything. Obviously, if you're in massive stress right now and I remove that, you're going to feel better, obviously. But if you're just kind of normal, you're then going to just feel kind of normal too. Yeah. So it's like recognizing that. I feel like that, that's something that needs to be recognized, not through just you know listening to someone else or reading, but through really experiencing it. And when you do experience that, then I think it's a great shift happens because we start pursuing things a lot of times just for the sake of pursuing them, which is the true purpose. You know, I go to the gym because, or, or more the deeper reasons, because I, I actually, I enjoy going to the gym. I actually want to be healthier. I want to take care of my body. And these are, are pursuits that are not only healthy 
in what they provide to us, but in how we approach them and how we kind of perceive them too. Because it's not like we're after a missing piece to ourselves. We're just, in a way, just living life to the best of our ability. And obviously, it is a journey to get there. Uh, and it's an ever-evolving journey because, you know, we're all human. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to give an example too of my side of things, of a habit that I've been trying, not been trying, I've been um, kind of stopping, but I've been doing step by step. So I don't want to fully stop. It's about drinking coffee. I want to ideally drink just one coffee per day and that's it. But now, because I have a coffee machine, I've gotten to the point where I'm cons- I was consistently drinking three coffees per day, which for me is not too healthy because I noticed that, you know, I start sometimes getting a bit of anxiety, which I know for sure it's from that because I never had anxiety in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I started like sometimes my eye would like twitch a little <laughs> bit and I think it's a bit yeah. from, uh, I saw it can, it can give that or like can it yeah. give some symptoms of, you know, too much caffeine. Um, and so instead of me saying like, okay, I'm just going to drink one coffee right away. I recognize, okay, I've been building this habit in certain parts of my day and I'm going to crave that. So instead of just going from three to one, I'm like, wait, three? I'm just going to do two right now. And then when I'm, you know, now I'm just doing two, soon I'll be like, okay, then I go to one. And then from there, I'll see where I'll go. But I know that by doing this will be much more sustainable than if I just go back to one. Because then if I go from three to one, then the 11 a.m. is going to arrive and I'm probably going to feel tired because I got my body used to the caffeine and I'm going to feel like shit and then I'm going to want the coffee more and it's just going to make everything worse. So by taking it a bit slower, I'll get to the same point but more consistent in a healthier way and in a way that's more enjoyable too and that's more sustainable for the long term so yeah just wanted to give there my example um and kind of just as a final reminder to to take things slow essentially yeah yeah i think it's funny with coffee because even today i was like before working going to work out i was like oh, maybe i'll have a cup of coffee today kind of needing the extra boost and then I just forget, forgot about <laughs> forgot about it. And I was at, yeah. I was at the gym like, oh, okay, maybe I didn't need it. But yeah, I think coffee is one of those things that most people, I think, should learn how to regulate. And certainly having that, that process of it being gradual helps because uh, I've seen stories from people trying to like quit caffeine cold turkey and it's fucking awful. <laughs> Sounds awful at least. Yeah. It's, and yeah. so, yeah, I think with, with all those things. And it's also very, it's very cool that for as much as you know and as you, as you keep talking about these concepts it, it will always be areas in your life that you kind of forget about them or, or kind of ignore those, those concepts you know and that's funny how, how that works that's you know I, I think it just speaks to the fact that we are all human and it's really even like I, I want to think about like when people see influencers and you think they got like their life completely figured out together or, or famous people you know it's good to remind yourself that at the end of the day, every single one of us is human, you know? Like, like you're saying, our, our life yep. experience, most likely, it's always a 7 out of 10, you know? We're always just here and kind of like in this medium, like, like uh, emotional state. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think people sometimes get themselves into a deeper hole because they think that their life experience should be always super awesome and super exciting. And, you know, that's just not, you know, because... You, you see what happens to the people that actually try to live their lifestyle, you know, famous people. Most of them kind of end up, end up fucked up because, like, if you're always partying yep. and doing drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, which is very exciting, it, a, it comes to a point where it's like, even that becomes normal. 
and then you're fucked up because if that becomes normal, what does normal look like? And so, yeah. you know, I think just it's good to have take a step back from all these things, uh, even if you're trying to like improve in your, in your life, which is great. You know, take always look at it from the big, bigger picture of like if you fail sometimes, if you, there's some areas you're still not perfect at, there's no problem. Every one of us has that. Every one of us has that specific thing that they're still trying to improve on. And there's nothing wrong with that uh, if you are trying to improve it, you know? If, you, if, if, you, if you've accepted it and if you're like, okay, I can't do it, that's, I think that there's a problem there, you know? But if you're just like, yeah. if you're actually actively trying to improve, you know, give yourself some, some, some room, you know? Treat yourself. One of the things I, totally. I think one of the quotes, I don't know where I heard it, but it's kind of cliche, which is like, treat yourself as you treat your best friend, you know? You wouldn't have the same yeah. off talk if you, if you really believe that. Because you're always very rude with yourself. You're always very, very aggressive. It's always very like this self-talk uh, that you wouldn't ever say to someone else, you know, to a friend, to a, to a, yeah. to a brother, to a, to a mother, a father, you know. So, you know, why would you do to yourself? Like, there's no reason. And so I think Sorry. just adopt that mindset with, with, with whatever thing you're trying to change. Totally. And that's something super interesting you touched there on, like, the, your best friend, what, what you tell them. Uh, and this is something that's, you know, great for, once again, you know, more the self-talk, how you we talk to ourselves. But I think it's also very helpful to when we're trying to progress and we feel stuck. Because often, it is much easier to to perceive what someone else should do and give advice to someone else than it is to look at ourselves. So something I've been kind of implementing is just, you know, looking at someone else very similar and seeing, okay, what advice would I give them? Or literally just writing down like who you are in the pursuits that you want to, to get more and seeing what advice you'd give to that person. So let's say, I don't know, okay, uh, I'm a, let's say Tiago, whatever. Uh, I'm a personal trainer. Uh, I'm stuck with this and I want to get to this goal here. And this is what I've done. And like, but, but if you put them in the sense of like, this is that person, it's not me, that person. And this is the things that they have. It's much easier to look at that and be like, oh, that person should do this and that and set these things in place. Because often, and I think that's the problem, when we look at giving advice to ourselves, we take into account how we feel about things. And when we look at others, we just look at the practicality of things. And if it's about a practical pursuit, it makes much more sense to take our feelings out of the equation and just focus more on okay what actually works what doesn't um and also a great question i've heard from uh, this was from alex or which is asking yourself what would someone 10 times smarter than me do in this situation because often it will just trigger kind of like a different part of your brain to you know to think better than you'd normally think so i think it's just a like a, a fun a fun thing yeah that's awesome awesome perfect so with that said, guys, this was the Searching for Meaning podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>